Hello and welcome to Rest Here Podcast, episode one. Hello, it's the same us, same Elisa and Jeremy, still here, doing our thing. Everything is the same but the name. What's up, Elisa? I'm doing great. This is, um, it's weird taking us in and this being the official episode one. And yeah, a new, a new chapter and a new brand. But aside from that, I'm doing okay right now on this fine Saturday that looks like it's about to thunderstorm. (laughs) Is it going to rain today? I don't know. It just looked, it's one of those things where it, just by looking at all the dark clouds, I would assume it's going to rain a bit. At least where I'm at. Supposed to rain today too, um, but not too bad. Although outside, you're right, it does look like it's supposed to just pour. Because like the other day it was, it was pouring all around the bay. It's crazy. So, Jeremy, you know how I told you I was on that business trip? Yeah. That day it was pouring was when I landed back home. And LA was fairly, you know, partly cloudy and regular. And then I landed in a thunderstorm. (laughs) It was the craziest turbulence and landing I've ever dealt with in my entire life. Were you a little scared? I was... I was scared because I was kind of just chilling and reading my Kindle, and then all of a sudden, um, the the pilot made an announcement that they weren't going to serve water or drinks, and that everyone should just stay in their seats. Oh. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, oh shoot! This is this is real!" And man, that was such a crazy turbulence, and I was a I was a little freaked out. But it's one of those things where. I try. I, I, you know, in my head, I'm just trusting the pilot. Just told myself everything was gonna be okay. I will say, like, it was so bad that someone threw up after we landed. I felt so bad. Oh was, man, I know. Turbulence when I feel you're cruising, I think is easier to deal with because you're just cruising in the clouds and you're you're still at that thirty thousand mile level and you're. You know, you're you're you just kind of expect it, but it'll go away eventually in passing. When you're going through turbulence and you're landing, that's such a different story because the velocity's changing as you're trying to go down and you're changing altitudes, and it's way scarier. Mm. We're in like the dark pits of the clouds, and then all of a sudden, just like lightning flash, right in right in the middle of it. It was, it was one of those things where I was v- never want to go through it again. But I live to tell the tale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I'm really happy that you survived and you're yeah. here to talk about it because like anything could have gone wrong, you know, like maybe like anything, right? And I, yeah. I know people say that fly, flying is like one of the safest ways to travel, which I believe still is true. There are a lot of folks who are afraid of flying, and I'm I and I totally understand why. Yeah, yeah, with good reason. But you know, you and I have both been on planes around the world and gone to places, but like I feel like. I feel like there is a part of me that's like, hmm, what if today's the day? You know, you never know. You could yeah. be on the news <laughs> the next day. I think about, I think about that all the time, Jeremy, when I'm on a plane. Oh yeah, since I I know you fly a lot more than I do, so I'm sure you're just like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember that like 2013, we were having a family reunion, and there was that Asiana flight accident at SFO. Dude. And we were leaving yeah. out of SFO at the same time. And yeah. I, I, oh, actually, no. We we had landed in Long Beach or Burbank. I forget what airport, but we landed in L.A. and we were going. No, it was San Diego. I think we were going to a. Yeah, we were San Diego. We were going to a um 
family reunion in San Diego. And when we landed, mm-hmm. we were waiting in the airport for the rest of our other family members who were, were landing shortly bef- uh, shortly after we did. And we there was like all on the news screens in, on TV. Like it was just all about that crash at SFO. And I was like, oh, my God, we were just there. We just flew out of SFO. Like it was crazy to think about. In times when there is some sort of airplane malfunction, airports and airline companies and just the pilots and everyone and mechanics, they're even more abundantly overcautious than normal just because they don't want the same situation to happen again. So it's like a weird a weirdly morbid way of saying that like if something crazy happens in the news and you have to fly on a plane immediately after that that plane is probably going to be fine (laughs) right right because like the airline or faa or whoever is going to take extra security cautions and make sure that it's safer than it was before like usually they whenever a crash happens they always study what went wrong and they always improve upon it which i i appreciate you know like they always learn from from the mistakes yeah that's got that's basically what my week's been (laughs) all right yeah my my week has been my week has been uh, okay, I would say, um, overall. Um, work was kind of busy. Um, I would say, like, like life stuff has been also kind of busy and been trying to stream here and there. But aside from that, I have been preparing for my trip to Japan at the end of the month with my family. We've been planning this for three years now. We have this whole itinerary set out, and I always have to keep reminding my parents that uh, because I speak Japanese, I feel like they're going to rely on me a lot. So I keep telling them, hey... Like, I know that I know that you expect me to like translate, but I'm not going to do it all the time. And yeah, I, I'm like, please just learn some really basic Japanese. That's all I told them. I was like, I'm not going to like if you ask me all the time what this what this person's saying or what's going on, I, I won't do it. And like, and it's not to be mean. It's more of just like I already started planning out like almost everything for them. And like, it's already stressful. So I'm just like, you know what? Like, you have to be on your own. Like, I'm not going to baby you the whole time like i know you're i I know they're really excited about japan and they want to go and they keep like it's every day we talk about something japanese related like in our little group chat family group chat it's cute it's great but in the back of my mind i'm like okay i know you want to go here i know you want to eat this but like how are you gonna ask for it right like i know my mom yeah like if if my mom asked me to do it for her i'm gonna be like no i'm gonna teach you how to do it and you can do it yourself (laughs) like if you want something i'm gonna teach you how to ask it in japanese and you can go have it yourself and like, because yes. I, I want her to practice. I want, I want my dad to practice too, um, and I want both of them to just like be immersed in the culture. Because if I do everything, then that, then you don't feel like you're in Japan. You feel like you're like somewhere. You feel like there's someone else helping you, like um, in that sense. And like, I want them to have kind of a similar experience to how when I first went to Japan, I didn't speak any Japanese, and like I just kind of like used a translation book and asked friends for help. My friends are very kind and. Um, they helped translate some things for me, but for the most part, I was like mostly on my own when it came to that trip back in 2013. Sure. Uh, and Very it was, impressive. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a bit the bug and kept going back ever since. But, um, you know, and, and not to say that, like, my experience was the best way to go and do it. Uh, I uh, My parents are definitely in good hands when it comes to uh, someone who is a guide and who can help them get around. But I'm, I'm not, like, from there, obviously. So I... They're like, how do I get here? How do I do this? I'm like, here's a train app. Like, you can see all the train lines. Make sure you you use it. Like, you don't have to memorize it. Just like use the app, use the station names, and it'll tell you how to get there and how much it costs and how long it'll take. Um, yes. Uh, but for the most part, I feel like um, 
the trip's going to be fun overall. There's a lot of really exciting things I want to do. I want to eat. We're going to the Studio Ghibli Museum. We're going to go to Universal Studios Japan. Uh, we were trying to go to Disney, but uh, we just don't have time. Um, we're seeing a bunch of different things. We're going to That's Odaiba fair. to see the Gundam. We're going to go yeah. to Akihabara. We're staying in Asakusa, where Sensoji Temple is. Um, they want to see Tokyo Tower, Tokyo Skytree, all the like touristy stuff, which is fine too for me because like I know where all those are and it's easy to get to those things because they're very tourist friendly. Um, mm-hmm. So it's great. I'm I'm a little stressed, but I, I think that no. as the days are getting closer, I'm getting more excited and being less stressed because, um, yeah, it's it's another country. I get to you know leave my state and work for a few days. That's exciting. That's always. It's always a great time when you can just take an actual vacation and break away from work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last part I want to say is that like my boss um, also approved me to work from anywhere in the world. So I'm probably going to work <gasps> from another country for a week. Uh, Dude, that's, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. We'll see. Like, I, I want to go to Korea. I want to go to Indonesia. I want to go yeah. like to other places in Asia right now. Um, Europe. I've always wanted to go to Europe, but it's kind of um, not a really good time to go, given the political climate that's going on in Ukraine and Russia. So I, I, I'm just, I, I know my, my parents would just also be very, very worried about me if I went, and I don't want to make them worry. And um, a part of me does want to visit like all these beautiful places in Europe. But personally, I just feel like it's not a really good time to go. It, it doesn't matter if it's London or if it's like, um, or if it's like Germany, right? Like the closer you get, obviously, like the more afraid i'm probably going to be but regardless yeah. of that I, I don't know i just don't feel like i want to go to europe just yet i still want to explore fair. asia um and i still need to go to the philippines at some point too to see my my heritage honestly jeremy if you say you could really visit two countries <laughs> in one go and just work from them and really you know immerse yourself in the life and also you know take like a friday off and go on vacation now flying in between Asian countries is cheaper when you're actually in that country and you're buying the ticket with a local airline versus you kind of pre-plan right. and you buy, you buy your transfers over here. So you can, if you really wanted to, you could play by ear. You know, like, say, like, for example, fly into Indonesia, you know, you and in your head you're allotting two, three weeks. All right, I'm just going to explore as well as work from here. And then you can decide at any point, like, all right, I'm going to fly to Korea. And that flight's only really going to be $100. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's something I've definitely thought about because there's like a ferry between Japan and Korea. I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to take the ferry. Um, that would be cool. I, I'm definitely excited to to do that. That's not until like later this year because um, this trip, this upcoming trip is definitely going to be, uh, is definitely the priority right now. And so... Uh, of course, yeah. especially because it's next month. Oh, oh, it's this month. It's at the end of this month. Which is oh, shoot. Next well, month. Yeah. Well, well, there you go, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. the days are getting closer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hanging out. I'll be doing some uh, live streams from Japan, too, which is going to be exciting. I'm really excited for the Dungeons and Dragons movie. That's oh, that out. movie looks sick. Dude, like I don't know why, but I'm just I'm just really excited for this, you know, of <laughs> them making a movie out of Dungeons and Dragons. And I think part of part of the reason is in just watching all the trip because I think it's coming out either like next week or something. And I, and honestly, I might watch it in theaters. 
I like how the movie seems to be reflecting the true chaotic journey that D&D is capable of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't seem to be taking... Like, the one thing with D&D is, you know, if they made it into a movie, they could have easily made it a much more serious action movie. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to be going in that direction at all, and they skewed more comedic, mm-hmm. which I'm totally here for. Yep. And, uh, you know, I've just been watching... The, like, I'm more excited than for this than that, you know... Super Mario Brothers movie that's coming out. So, I I, I like that how they lent they they're leaning into the funny campy part of D and D exactly. Which me too. It, yeah, and it feels more realistic, and you can relate to the characters, and like it just looks badass too. Like all the magic and it fighting. Does. I'm like, oh my god! There was that fight scene in the Coliseum where the guy was like shooting spells, and they were like using swords. I'm like, yo, that's so sick! Like <laughs> I know. I'm like, this movie has. No right to be badass, and also every right to be badass. Like it's, it's just like I completely agree. And the casting just seems so perfect. I'm like, what? Like Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez. Like, yeah. what's going on? I know. Here? Like, this is so cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm here for the casting. It also has Justice, uh, Justice Smith too. Yes. who I am a huge fan. He's not in that. Like, put him in more things, people. I really yeah. like him. I liked him in the Get Down, and I would love to just see more of him. So yeah, um, he, he's yeah. also sporting a British accent in this movie, which I think is really fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm totally here for it. But yeah, that was my. That was my. Um, that was my very quick um, excitement statement that i'm i can't wait to watch this movie <laughs> oh yeah i was chatting with my brother um jordan about like some adaptations like how the last of us um is possibly the greatest video game adaptation um of it all is time <laughs> yeah no absolutely and and how like movies like the sonic movie and detective pikachu like vid- basically video game adaptations becoming like mainstream media and television and film and we were talking about and discussing how like the reason why it's getting better and better is because us, like the people who grew up like playing and watching this media is now old enough to influence the industry and make it better mm. and be in positions of like power and writing it. Like Craig Mazin for um, The Last of Us, he he was a fan of the games before, uh, you know, before he was writing the show. Um, and he I was reading like something about how he was given a bunch of games from Sony Studios, because after Chernobyl, Sony was like, "Hey, we're, they want they tapped him to like make an, a, a video game property into a show," and they're like, "Hey, we would like you to adapt one of our games." And they gave him a list, and he said immediately, "I don't see The Last of Us on here." And they were like, "Oh, um, I think they were planning to make a movie or something at that point, so they didn't want to make it into a TV show." But they were like, "Um, yeah, it's not on there because of this." And he's like, "Oh, but I, I only want to do that one. Like, I don't care about any other property." And so they're like, "Oh, okay." And lo and behold, yes. he's such a big fan. He included Neil Druckmann and the rest is history. And I feel like, you know, and he, he again, like he's an example of someone who is very passionate about the games and wants the show to do just as good as the games did and knows everything like front to back. But like, of course, Neil created it. So he works on he he knows it a lot more than Craig does. And it's fun seeing someone who comes from TV work with someone who comes with uh, a video game background experience of the property you're making the show about. And just both of those creative minds coming together and making something amazing. Um, so here's the hoping that future adaptations utilize that power. Like, I don't know how much of a hand Nintendo had working with Illumination to create the Super Mario Brothers movie. But I'm mm-hmm. hoping that at least the story's good. And like watching the trailers, 
like it looks like it's going to be a fun movie. Um, yeah. The the jury's still out on uh, Chris Pratt. I, I need to hear more of him in the movie to make a Ugh. final decision. But the rest of I'll the cast for Charlie Day though. Oh um, yeah. L- oh my god. Me, Charlie Day. Charlie Day's Luigi. I'm like, okay, yep, I'm sold. Like, like, I, yeah. Luigi's <laughs> one of my favorite Mario characters, and I'm like, yeah, he's he's great. Um, and then Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. I mean, come on, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that fits. Checks Jack, out. Right. And Jack Black is Bowser. I'm like, okay, this is. Oh yes, oh, yes, so that was good. A good. That was a good one. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. So. Yeah, I'm hope like the cast is stacked, but I'm hoping the story is good because like you could have good voice actors, but if the writing isn't good, then I'm not gonna watch the show or the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah. So I, I, yeah, it was just an interesting topic we we were discussing because you know as as fans of games ourselves, we are of the age now where it, if we decided to take a job to influence the direction of how a game went, like you know, we would definitely have to be fans of it and and put all of our passion behind it to make it work. Um but, you know, it's it I'm just happy to be able to consume more TV shows and movies that are based on video games because uh, you know, Lord knows we don't need any more Doom or Need for Speed movies. <laughs> Jeremy, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want then I need it to be campy and fun and not taken yes, too seriously. Yes, yeah. uh, totally. Yeah. There's a speaking of which, I think there's going to be a new Gran Turismo movie, and I honestly have no idea what direction they're even going to go with that. Yeah. I would ass- I would assume that a Gran Turismo movie skews more kind of s- maybe serious versus a Need for Speed. Need for Speed would definitely be campy, but yeah, I don't even know what they're going to do with that. I haven't looked too much into it. Yeah, I um started watching that Aaron Paul Need for Speed movie, and I just turned it off. Oh my god. I, I just was like, mm, he's a good actor, but. The story was just like, what is going on? I don't even remember it. Mm, like, for sure. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. I love The Last of Us, by the way. it I genuinely think it's one of the best video game adaptations, if not the best, that I've ever seen in my entire life. And... Mm. And not iron, and not ironically too, because I think because uh, top five for me it also includes Mortal Kombat. But I think oh. Mortal, but the Mortal Kombat movie really embraces the campy, brutal martial artsness of the game, which I which I really appreciate. But The Last of Us is on a different level, and I think to your point, like that's a great point that the people playing the video games are the ones now actually writing it, and that's such a that, that's such a very distinct thing in just making sure that the sp- it you see this is the thing that i'm really understanding as i'm watching the last of us i we, we really don't need a direct copy and paste the spirit of the game really needs to be in it though we really need to understand the tone of what's what the game intended mm-hmm. and and then from there at least like transfer it to in the next medium to to a place that still maintains the integrity of the game, which this TV show has done. What I really respect about this TV show is that they've taken the the liberties of the game. They've pretty much followed the storyline of the game, but they've also made it different in such a way that works for a TV show setting that does not work for a video game setting. And I, I like, and I, I think that they do such a good job on that. So for example, um, Joel, Joel's a great, like the point of view of playing the last of us is Joel. You are playing as him and he is a very stubborn, rigid and honestly very reserved guy who mm-hmm. does not say much really until the end of the show. 
I'm sorry, sorry, the end of the game, and we really know what his true feelings are. We we know that, of course, like, um, you know, he's suffered, like, loss, but um, he's very much a cold character. Yeah. The TV show explains how Joel becomes cold, uh, not just, like, from the loss of his daughter, but just, like, it, it explains also just his life after his daughter and fills in these cracks that the game doesn't. And that's what I love about this game. It's they're, they're, they're keeping the the storyline and they're just filling in the blanks. Oh, it's, it's, it's such, it's so incredible. And, and, you know, eventually, because for people who play the game, um, that you obviously know how the, how the TV show is probably going to turn out. Like the mm-hmm. whole like episode in the episode in the, TV show that covers the Henry and Sam storyline was so well done. Like, I, it was just, I, I just could not believe that they did this justice. So mm. it, it's like, it's like the Henry and Sam storyline. You are really playing it in the point of view of Joel in the game. Yeah. But yeah. when you're watching the TV show, you find the point of view of Henry and Sam and Ellie. And it's fantastic. And it's just, it's, they, they do such a good job in, it, and finally expressing the feelings of everyone who's on who's a character and i i love it and even with tommy um a lot of people are tired of zombies i was tired of zombies when the show came out mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i w- i actually wasn't planning on watching this show at all and but i'm i'm hooked and and, and you know of, of course like with people who are fans of the last of us or whatever it's not always about the zombies i know but they yeah we there's zombies in this of course but there's just so much about like the character development and everyone's arc and it's just it's the overarching story is fun i mean not fun but it it's just uh it it's very detailed and i i highly suggest this movie if you're in the mood for a serious action drama that involves zombies and and with some melodrama it's a very 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 good tv show overall you don't have to play yes. the games to enjoy and appreciate the show. It's yes. it's just that good, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, Pedro Pascal is killing it, and I I I love him. He's um he's great. And then the actress who plays of Ellie, what's her name? Uh, Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey is also fantastic. Yeah. And it yeah, it's just so cool. Oh, and then um, have you finished it, Jeremy? Or like I've watched it all. I'm caught up. Yeah, I love how one of the episodes of The Last of Us was based off of the Valentine's Day DLC. I was, I was yeah. like, this is so cool. I, I love how they did that. Um, honestly, I, I, I really hope that there's only two seasons of this. I kind, I, you know, it, it, they seem to be actually following the plot so mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. So b- by, by that, we're probably, we probably are going to end with season two, and I, and I hope they do, just because it just will, um, you know wrap things up hbo is known for quality over quantity which yes i really really like um when especially when it comes to shows like this so i also hope that they just ended off after season two and they don't make a season three based off of original stuff because yes. in my opinion it won't be as strong maybe it will be i don't know but i feel like what we have now is fine um it's mm-hmm. so fun too like 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 for like you said for fans of the games they watch it and they're like, oh, my God, like, I I know this. Like, I, I've seen this before. Um, and, and like, they, they're familiarized with it. But then there's a lot of deviations, like, in the very first episode, how the car crashes is not from a big rig, you know? And, and, yeah. and like, certain characters go through certain things that 
like beat for beat are similar to the game, but they're not the exact same replay as in uh, the game. It's it's a whole different thing. Um, exactly. Yeah. So I I I appreciate the show for what it is, and it's a super good ad- adaptation. And I don't really I can't really see anything else like like it. You know, like it's so unique and so different. I, it's, I agree. Uh, I love that show. I'm so excited for the finale as of the recording. Dude, of, <laughs> right? As of the recording of this podcast, it's actually happening tomorrow at yeah. 6 p.m. and which is an hour into the Oscars. Um, so yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna actually watch the Oscars first because I need to see with my eyes if everything everywhere all at once wins everything so yes oh my god that's the only reason like, why i'm watching that's as well the only reason that's that, that's yes. it, yeah jeremy this is straight up the only reason i'm watching the Oscars same because i i need <laughs> michelle and key and stephanie to win awards so yes that's it. So yes please I, that's it and the and the daniels I, like that this is the only reason why i'm actually watching it yeah. so yeah yeah oh my because god every other fucking movie is about like uh, is a biopic I, I jeremy i'm not gonna go into this rant because yeah i, I yeah, I you got know you. me. No, I, I know exactly I've, what you're going to say. I went on this rant at least on five different episodes throughout the year. Yep. But, no, I got you. I want original screenplay, and this is what this is. And oh, I'm so I'm so stoked, and I just hope they get it. So, Same. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's so relevant to us, too, since we're Asian American, and we're just like, wow, like this, this hit us. This hit me in the feels, for sure. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I'm looking forward to watching both of these things, and I hope we all take wins tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before we go into games, yes, I do want to say that Elisa and I we watched a Warriors game for the first time together in person at the Chase Center in San Francisco. (laughs) So fun! It was. It was my first time ever seeing the Warriors play in person um, without Steph Curry or Iguodala or GP2, but that was fine. They were they were against the Clippers, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, and uh, Amir Coffey, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we won that night. It was crazy. The energy was wild. Like, oh my god, what a good game! What a really good game. That was fun. That was a good time. Yeah. I definitely want to go again, not during playoffs, because it'll be extremely expensive if we make playoffs. I will say, Jeremy, I propose this. I am down to just, for, for playoffs, I'm down to just go outside oh, of the arena. It's free. That's true. Yeah. Like, we can just go outside, and it, it could just be the four of us again, and we're just chilling and watching. I'm t- I'm yeah. absolutely open to that. It's, but, like, I could just, like, arrange to, like, work, you know on campus that day if we do okay so okay yeah yeah we'll uh we'll, we'll definitely discuss it yeah wow yes fun game um in the beginning it looked like like the clippers were gonna take it but you know if any true warrior fan knows we always get them in the half like we get them after the half in the third and fourth quarters and lo and behold it happened i was actually really happy to see that <laughs> I just wanted to see them win on my first game, and they did. Exactly. And I'm glad that you got to experience that. And it was a very good team effort, that specific game. That's a, that, w- that was very classic uh, Steve Kerr uh, teamwork coaching. Mm-hmm. So very, very good game to watch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, 
yeah, so in getting into video games, um, yeah, uh, Jeremy, what are you playing that's not Ishin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's get. <laughs> as you guys know, Ishin is mine and Elise's top priority, <laughs> and I don't say that lightly. I, I'm being serious. Um, yes. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. But aside from Ishin, um, I am playing Sons of the Forest, which is a sequel to uh, uh, The Forest, which is was an, uh, a game that came out in like 2014 or 2016, and had a full release in 2018. Yeah, um, you've definitely you've played it before. Yeah, and talked about it. Yeah, yeah, and now we're finally playing the sequel. My friends and I, we've been talking about Sons of the Forest since way before it came out, since it was first announced, and it got delayed multiple times. Finally, came out on February twenty third, and it's lived up to every expectation we've had so far. It's an early access, however, they're still updating it, um, and you know, which means that there's going to be a lot more content coming along. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh fun stuff that they bring they they just added like a glider so you can like fly across the map the map is huge it's like maybe four times bigger than the original so it's going to be interesting um you know in the future when seeing what updates they bring and maybe what new monsters and mutants they bring so that's going to be really cool to see um it's a survival horror uh game you have to like you know chop down trees build build fortresses build houses like you survive off of the land um, and it's also co-op. You can have up to eight people playing together, which is a lot of fun. Um, having like seven other of your friends like trying to survive with you in the forest. That's always great. Um, and yeah, it's it's just a fun game to just to just play with your friends and to explore and find out new things. And it's great. I, I, I can't say anything bad about it. Like I can only say good things. I really I'm really enjoying it. Um, aside from that, I also played the Resident Evil 4 Chainsaw demo yesterday, which is uh, a demo of the first level of the Resident Evil 4 remake. And yeah, it is so it is both very familiar and also very, very different. Like they if anyone has played the Resident Evil remakes and you were fans of the original, you'll know that there's a lot of deviations from the original that they that they use and like of course visually like right they're using the re engine that uh capcom created and so you're going to get updated graphics with like ray tracing and um scattered shadow uh, scattered lights and like shadows and all those all those fun things but aside from that the gameplay is definitely different um if uh like it's not beat for beat the same story uh, so far like there's a, uh, no i'm sorry it is the same story but like they're the events that happen in the first level are so different from the first level of the original Resident Evil 4 that when you play it, you're just like, oh man, this is both familiar and different at the same time. And it's refreshing. Like, I'm glad they made it different because if it was just like a one for one remake, I think people would be bored. But they definitely made this good. And for a lot of folks, when this first came out, this was everyone's number one video game of all time. Like, not just from Resident yeah. Evil, but for just in video games in general. So they Capcom knows that, like the developers know that. Um everybody knows it. Like and and they're definitely the, the, this game seems like it's hype right now. Like I I have the other Resident Evil remakes. I haven't beat them yet, but this one, oh my god, I might just start playing it because I I already know the story for the other games and the the story's cool, but this one, oh man. This one's good. Like Resident Evil 4, it it, it strikes a nostalgia string in my Aww. heart and it, it and i'm in the same boat as a lot of folks when i can say that it's 
one of my favorite games of all time, and and it's probably my favorite favorite Resident Evil of all time because of just how good it is and how, like like, it's the reason why Capcom is remaking these games because they know that they're good. They're you know they're they're introducing it to a new audience, and this is one of the examples of like, I think it's totally fine that they're remaking it because. Uh, yeah, they're introducing it to a new audience. They're re they're, they're tapping into the nostalgia part of people's brains so that you could buy it and play it. Um, yeah, I'm so excited that I highly suggest you check it out if you have a chance, Elisa. Yeah, I'll probably check. Uh, yeah, especially if it's in demo form. I'll like I'm very I'm very intrigued because I've been I've been looking at it and I'll I'll probably check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's great. Yeah. Um. Aside that, let's talk about Ishin. Cool. What chapter are you on? I just started chapter four last night. Um, oh, I, okay. Yeah. So how? Okay. How far are you in chapter four? Like the towards the beginning, um, okay. because I have been extremely distracted <laughs> playing this game. I have not progressed <laughs> the main story as in any Yakuza game, any any Judgment game, any Like a Dragon game. I have been busy doing side quests and doing all the little fucking like side mini games because I'm, I'm just like, Oh, what is this? What does this do? Like, I, I'm always just so curious. Like the world is just littered with stuff. And I'm just like, Oh my God, this is crazy. And here's the best part. They have Don Quixote. I was like, Oh my God, Dude, they do. I yes, missed do. you. I was like, Oh my God, I've missed you. <laughs> I, I don't care what era this is in. Like donkey for the folks that don't know. Um, Don Quixote is a discount store. Think of like if target Walmart Spencer's gifts, Hot Topic, Safeway, and Costco had a baby. It would look like that. It's it's like it's hard to describe. But Don Quixote is like my favorite store of all time in Japan. Um, they have a theme song which they remixed into like an appropriate era song in the store. Um, and so when they took it out of uh, Yakuza Eight and Lost Judgment, I was very, very sad. I was talking to, like, you can hear it on one of those spoiler casts or uh, oh, previous yeah. podcasts. I was like, I was so sad. Like, they just I, took it out. You talked about it for at least five minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. It was, right? it was a topic. And it came back for this one. I'm like, oh my god, does that mean the license is back up? Like, I have no idea. But it's such a staple for, in Tokyo at least, for for yes. the Kabukicho area, the real life Kabukicho area. Like, that Don Quixote is, has been there forever. It's probably mm -hmm. never going to leave unless, like, you know, something happens uh financially to don quixote but like the fact that they included it in the game the original yakuza games was so important because culturally it's a symbol of like uh it's one of the biggest symbols of, of japanese consumerism because of just how prominent don quixote is all across japan and so and everything is sold there yeah everything hot food like costumes like everything you want um, yeah. And so when I, when they took it out, I was very sad. When they put it in this game, I was like, "Oh my god, that's Don Quixote!" Like like an eighteen sixties era Don Quixote. Um, and it's funny, <laughs> uh, Don Quixote didn't come out until nineteen eighty something. So obviously this isn't like real, but like it's still cool for me. I'm just like, this is how I get my Don Quixote fixed. Like I like they didn't include it in the previous two games, so I'm really happy they included it in this one. Um, and so yeah, I've been distracted doing all the side missions on like. All the the sub stories like like I I I just want to explore. I'm running around the map like oh my god I get to live out my best samurai life. And then like a cutscene happens. I'm like what is going on here? And it's like people dancing or like an old lady who fell down or a bunch of guys who are like are being interrogated because one of them or two of them stole mochi or like um you know I get into a fight or something. Like I'm always getting distracted 
And I love that part because I always I forget what I have to do in the main story. I forget oh, people. Yeah. I've forgotten most of the characters' names because I'm just like, oh, yeah, I got to help this grandma. I'll be right back. <laughs> you know, I got to go run some errands real quick. And um, yeah, so um, I'm only in the beginning of chapter four. Um, I don't want to talk about too many story beats um, because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's listening. Uh, yeah. But to the- tell to hint at you, Elisa, I, uh, I'm at the very beginning part where there is that big meeting. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then Got after it. that, I have to go to sleep. That's that's about it. I, I finished okay, the big cool. meeting. I finished the big meeting. You're gonna there's something there's something fun that's about to be introduced to you, which is gonna introduce to you a more like crafting mini game stuff that oh. I'm, that I'm n- now obsessed with. So oh I'm wait, just... yeah, I, I I got past that part too. I, I was trying to go to sleep, and I, on the way there. Yeah. Oh I yeah, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to that part, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> no, I know. And then it's like it's and then and and then also it's like her name is also Haruka. I'm like, oh my god, stop, just stop right yep. now. <laughs> I'm like, oh my. And he, <laughs> like how he's so like, just he's like, I have two stop. conditions. One condition, I want to live here. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> All right, dude. He's like, condition two, I want you to live here. I'm like, what are you? What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> But seriously, Jeremy, I'm okay. Let me tell you why I'm so stoked for this. Yeah, I've I've spent all of my mon buying stupid shit, and <laughs> I I kid you not, I've bought so much cooking ingredients that I wasn't even using just because I just because I passed by a store and I was like, oh, let me just buy one of each because why not to to realize oh I haven't unlocked the thing I'm supposed to use this for. <laughs> So I'm so stoked for cooking at my house now because I need to fucking use these ingredients. Here come the distractions, folks. Here comes the distractions. I want, like a 100-hour game turns into a 250-hour game. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, there's one, uh, one quick storyline thing I want to talk about before I go into my side game stuff. Dude, so the, um, the boss battle at Shinsugumi... Jeremy, this game is hard. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes, <laughs> this, it is. This like this is such a hard. And the thing is, I feel I recognize that this game was difficult from chapter 1 when I realized, "Oh, it's really hard wielding a sword or just battling and all these things." And I've been I feel like I've been grinding so much and trying to get these orbs, and I thought I was at a really good level with Shinpachi, but my god, this battle, I used all of my healing items, yep. and I was straight up at two percent. I feel like <laughs> by the time that battle ended, yep. and I because because then when because when he gets to his heat sword that has electricity, I'm just like, fucked. And, yeah. like, and I like, I kid you not, if you had to do that, so the 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 fake out, if you had to do that second boss battle, I would have been destroyed. I, I feel like I would have had to do this whole thing all over again. I was struggling so hard with Shinpachi that if that fake out happened and you did have to enter that second boss battle, I I, I would have been done. Yeah, I was like, please <laughs> don't let me over. fight him. I don't want to fight Soji. And <laughs> yeah, it's like I cannot deal with this right now. I yeah. it's it's to the point where I'm I'm trying to and. To to that point, Yakuza Zero had this sort the same sort of exponential ramp up where there you you played it and you were fine and there was this set of chapters in the middle where very clearly you were very underleveled and you had and and but once you passed this 
past that under level, you are basically set and fine for the rest of the game. I don't know when that is, and I'm trying to figure that out right now. That being said, Chapter 4 does introduce the dojos where you can start... Uh, and, and when I say introduce the dojos, I just mean on the map. Now those dojo temples appear where you could um, boost your um, boost, you know, like brawler and uh, and gunman and whatnot. Um, I haven't visited any of them yet. I just see them on the map. Yeah, yeah. But I, God, I, I, I need I need to change something right now because I <laughs> these battles are kicking my ass. Yeah, yeah. I I feel the same way. I've been going to. Um... God, what's that guy's name? The 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 sensei that teaches you all the 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 brawler techniques. The one Komaki. In, Komaki. Yeah, I've been going to yeah. him constantly. Obviously, like he doesn't give it to you immediately. You have to still unlock it. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. going to him and learning stuff definitely is helping me when I do eventually unlock it. Um, yes. I've been actually using the brawler style quite a bit because it's fast, and I noticed that. When I'm fighting somebody, it doesn't matter if it's a boss or bandits or like let's say in a group specifically. If I'm fighting like if I'm fighting like a a boss with henchmen or a group of bandits, when I'm attacking somebody, the other guys decide to just like start stabbing me out of nowhere and I can't dodge it. And I, either I press it too slowly in my mind or I press it at just the right time, but I, my character animation doesn't dodge it in time. And that's mm. the most frustrating part for me is like I thought I pressed it at the right time or like you can't press it because like you're in the middle of an action. So you can't dodge it at the right time. I'm just like, oh, man, that sucks. And yeah, yeah. And like, that's the part that is like really killing me because like when an enemy is about to attack, I press dodge. But then like my character is too slow. So I'm thinking maybe I just have to keep increasing something like I have to just mm -hmm. keep doing uh, like, you know, training, training stuff with other uh, other senseis and or like fighting I, people to get those training. I'm going to have to do that this weekend. Yeah. It's tough because like when I, I, the reason I'm using the brawler one now is because like I got the Komaki tumble and it's been helping out immensely. Like it, you don't have any weapons, obviously you, there's no gun, no sword, but it's fast. And that's the part that is helping me a lot because like I noticed that all the other techniques, especially swordsman for me, I want to use the swordsman uh, uh, mm -hmm. fighting style, but I can't because like he's just too slow uh, when yeah. it comes to like dodging and dodging is really important for me. When fighting other characters, especially bosses. So like totally. in one-on-one -on -one boss battles, I've been using the brawler technique and it doesn't do as much damage as the other fighting styles, but it's still effective in my mind <laughs> and yeah. it's still working. And, you know, and uh, to that point, uh, when you when you use um, Dancer or, uh, the you know, just uh, wield the sword, um, it like it's better for blocking and uh, parries and all these different things. But... Honestly, the katana does not hit as much damage as a punch. And and the, that being said, like once I get more orbs, that will probably change, and I I'll mm. get super OP. I hope with my sword and my gun. But yep. it, it, it it's it's like they really they <laughs> this game they really did pros and cons for each uh, fighting style. Which to their credit, good for them. <laughs> they balanced mm -hmm. it out. Yeah, yeah, it works out. Um, yeah. Side note, uh, just like Kiryu, Ryoma doesn't kill, but I think it's funny. <laughs> I think it's funny that you can unlock finishers, 
Um, yes. So for the swordsman, you can unlock one. It's one of the, the starting ones where he, when some a guy's lying on the ground because you knocked him down, you can run up to him, press triangle, and stab him like through the side and see all his blood come out. I'm like, oh, he's not dead, you know? Or like with gunmen, <laughs> you can like, when a guy's on the ground, Kirill will just pull out his, his pistol and just start shooting him and while shoot he's on the ground. In the heat, yes. Right? And I'm I like, know. right? And I'm like, okay, he's not dead. And then for Wild Dancer, you shoot a guy while he's on the ground once and you stab him with a sword. I'm like, okay, he's not dead, right? Ryoma, he's not dead. I'm like, you clearly <laughs> fucking killed this guy, but he's okay. He gets up. He's like, I'm sorry. Here's your, here's your, some some scrap metal or here's like a, a talisman. Here you go. I'm like, okay, I stabbed this man multiple times and shot him and he's still here. Cool. He doesn't kill. Ryoma doesn't kill. Yep. <laughs> he's I like know. Batman. <laughs> I know. And they they definitely kept it in the storyline too. Uh, it just, <laughs> I'm just like... Oh, Kiryu. I mean, Ryoma. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. That some things never change. Right. Right. But clearly, there's so much blood coming out of one guy that you stab on the street. But you know what? Hey, he's not dead. Just, just you know, rub some dirt on it. It's fine. <laughs> You'll be okay. <laughs> exactly. The map for this game, now that we've unlocked pretty much everything, is insane. Um, it like It is a way bigger map than I ever had imagined this was going to be. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Ishin. Oh, yeah, man. And it is. And believe me, I am very thankful for it because when I discovered chicken racing, <laughs> it changed my life forever. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I haven't played that one yet, but I passed by it and I'm like, oh, no. I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to. This it's, is a time suck. I'm like, I'm, I know I'm going to just oh, go it, all in. Like, <laughs> Jeremy, it's 100% a time suck. And I this weekend, I want to kind of study it and figure out my strategy to winning every single game um so <laughs> yes yes this let's is get this distracted is, this is this could could be my real estate game because because actually because <laughs> really what the and and um pocket car this game is pretty much there's five chickens every time you walk into the chicken racing gambling building and you have to bet Pretty much. So there's different ways of bet, but you're betting which chicken wins, and then you'll get money and and um, out of it. But what? But when now that Jeremy, this is where I'm stuck now. You you don't just like you don't just have to bet first place. You could also bet first and second, and you oh. can also bet. Oh, what's the order of the five chickens? Like one through five completely, and that's where I am at now. <laughs> just obsessed with. I need to get, I need to win and guess all five placements of these chicken races. Yeah. Yeah. And also, when you do walk in, the names are hluster Like, one, one chicken's name is Fluster-Cluck. <laughs> and then, I know. And then another another chicken's name is Hell Unshelled. They're just super adorable and funny names. Wow. Whoever did the translation for those names deserves a promotion. That's I know. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, once, again, once again, 10 out of 10 to the localization team that kills every single time for RGG. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then, um, also with Chapter 3 in this area in Rakuga, like, we're introduced to Buyo dancing and th- this reminds me, Jeremy, I need, I need to figure out how to make more money in this game. Because buyo dancing is an expensive hobby, but I like I need this in my life. Yeah, so. I was <laughs> I was thinking like this is probably Elisa's is feeling Elisa's rhythm game. Like this is this is, like, buyo dancing pickle. and karaoke are just like this is it. This is game over. This is this is what I've been looking forward to my whole life. And right. the fact that there's two because usually like aside from Yakuza Zero, 
um, there's always just karaoke mm-hmm. or just dancing. Oh, and Yakuza Five too, because mm-hmm. Yakuza Five also has the ri- has the Haruka rhythm game. Yeah. Um, for for her J-pop dancing as well as uh, as well as uh, karaoke. But like this game has both too, and I'm like totally here for it it's great yep. um but i will say i think each time you go it's like a thousand mon oh, and God. i'm just like yeah but this this is this, this is an expensive mini game which yeah. is why i need to figure which is why i need chicken racing to make all my money <laughs> <so bad. laughs> and, and and then we, cyclically this feeds into my obsession and my hobbies and and then we're good to go so that's where i'm at right now with buyo dancing also low-key like the woman who runs the buyo dancing temple like is in love with kiri uh in love with ryoma so i'm mm-hmm. here for it yeah yeah um yeah and also just heartbeat is such a good song i'm just god what a man these you can never fail with the bops and soundtrack yep. in this game also when you do get to chicken racing the chicken racing soundtrack is actually really great oh i can't wait to hear it yeah i'm yeah. uh i have a unashamed addiction to the karaoke in this game i have to say okay jeremy <laughs> did you play the song oh that's a- samurai oh yeah oh my god so good like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god when i when you play ichizu samurai for the first time i texted jeremy and like i played it because i was going through all of the songs just because it's what I do. Yeah. And then I played this song and I texted Jeremy. And I was like, Jeremy, I think there's a song about a samurai who rejects an orgy. <laughs> yeah. I did it immediately after you texted me. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I mean, it's it's not uncommon for this to happen in a Yakuza game. But I was like, for a karaoke song, I was like, what? <laughs> And it is, it is a song. <laughs> it is straight up a song about a true-hearted samurai, which is the literal translation, rejecting an orgy <laughs> because yeah. he has integrity. I'm just like, very, <laughs> very straight-edge Vioma right there who's like, no, I won't do this because I respect women <laughs> yeah. too much. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, this is a song. <laughs> you, you do you, Ryoma. Yeah. You do you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I... And and you know what upsets me, Jeremy? Mm-hmm. That's the hardest song of the oh, of karaoke too. Like oh that God. is legitimately the hardest song of the game. Yep, yep. I and, um, yeah. And now I have to now I have to play that song forever to get one hundred uh, to get one hundred. So yep, yep. This is the, that's where I'm at with karaoke at the moment. I am, um, of course, the first song I played when I went to karaoke was Bakamitai, and I wanted to hear their version of it. It was yes. fucking beautiful. Um, beautiful absolutely uh, gorgeous <laughs> yeah it's it's like they they've outdone themselves the, the music composers shout out to ryosuke hori and the other person whose name is escaping me um uh but like yeah I, I i love karaoke every time i pass by it i'm like oh no if i go down to this area if i go to teradaya that means i have to stop by karaoke like i always go at least yep. once or and then the the bartender's like do you want to sing one more song i'm like ah, fuck it whatever yeah sure I'll sing one more song. Sure. <laughs> and it's also very expensive because it's like a thousand if you do sing two songs. It's like yeah. 500 for one and then 500 for another one. I'm like, dude, this is these, expensive, man. These hobbies are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. You can, there's only so much money you can get from that old lady who asks you to run errands for her. And then like you have to figure out other ways to get money. And you can't just keep killing bandits on the street because they don't got a lot of money. Um, and so, yeah, I, know. I might have to go into chicken racing just to fuel my hobby addiction. Yeah, totally. And it well, it does rack if when you figure out the system, 
like even not figuring out like one through five, but just even figuring out one to two, it, it does, it, it can potentially rack up a lot of money. So that's good to know when you bet. Yeah. Good times. Nice. Basically, I'm gambling to feed my other addictions, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, that's, so that's where I'm at with each. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Clearly, we're both distracted, and that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, what chapter are right. you on? I am also on chapter four, okay. and I just started cooking, so I mean, I just haven't gone that far. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not gonna get far either. Like, I, yeah. I, I got to that part. And with the house, I'm just like, oh, oh no, here we go. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh no, it's like it's gonna and happen. <laughs> I know, right? And then, um, like I said, this weekend, I I need to go to these dojos. I the, the, this game's killing me. I yeah. I I, I really need to power up because I I'm I'm not having like I'm not having it right now. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, and and plus yeah. like like getting healing medicine is expensive as well i'm like it is expensive yeah i'm like this is like two karaoke songs <laughs> like come yeah, on yeah it is <laughs> come on and i would rather spend it on karaoke <laughs> yeah yeah like this is like one buyo song like dance song i'm like come on come on <laughs> yeah exactly exactly uh, ridiculous <laughs> so ridiculous yeah anyway, yeah um yeah that's that's about it for what i'm playing and for ishin all right folks that's that's it for this episode of rest here uh jeremy i'm gonna need you to take a uh, take us out because i i still haven't memorized all the new links and whatever all good all good <laughs> i got a cheat sheet right here to help you out now oh my god and send me the cheat sheet like, oh absolutely right and the <laughs> cheat sheet you. is actually on our website if you go to restherepodcast.com we have a new website and it basically just redirects you to our podcast website um uh through podbean yes. And at the top, you can see all the links that we have our podcast on. We are on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, Podchaser, Amazon Podcasts, Pandora, and uh, what else are we on? Um, there's a quite, a, oh, quite a few things that we're on as well. I have to look into it. We're on a bunch of different things, but you can find most of the links there. Um, if you would like to leave us a comment, you can click on pages at the very top of our website. It shall bring it down a drop down menu. Click on contact. It'll bring up a new page. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave us a contact or you can leave us a comment on one of these methods. You can email us rest here podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's rest here podcast at gmail.com. You can comment on any of our episodes on Podbean. We'll read it on the podcast. You can f please feel free to click on the link to join our Discord community where we talk about everything video game related. If you want to talk to us directly about um, video games, TV shows, movies, all that fun stuff, you can reach out to yes. Elisa and I directly. We're always hanging out there. Not all the time, but like you can tef definitely get our attention if you add us and well, we'll try to answer you as quickly as possible. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and uh, we'll read that review on the podcast or comment on any of our YouTube videos and we'll be able to get back to you and read that comment on the podcast. And uh, before I forget, we do actually have one comment. Um, I don't want to uh, skip this one because this user had left it um, a few days ago. So this is from Dave97 on our Discord. Thank you, Dave, as always, for leaving us a comment. Um, and Dave says, finally listen to the podcast. Happy belated birthday, Jeremy. I've been super busy. Oh, thank you, Dave. I, I appreciate Aww. that. Um, glad to hear you both are enjoying Ishin. The game originally released the year before Zero, so the it set the foundation for that game. Some of the character cameos come out come out of nowhere as you progress. I had to look the obscure ones up. Yeah, um, 
for those that don't know, um, Like a Dragon Ishin is based on the Bakumatsu period of Japan in the 1860s. So at a time when Japan was warring between the shogunate and the empire, or the, the true emperor of Japan, there was like this whole spat um, between warring factions and who actually has power within the country. And that all ended um, in 1869 um, with the disbandment of the Baku, Bakufu and the Shinsengumi and all the people who supported the shogun. Basically, the, em the emperor overthrew the shogun in, in the late 1860s, and uh, it became the Meiji period, the Meiji era, where the modern technology and reform were, was happening within Japan, and imperial rule took over. Um, anyways, um, yeah, there's a lot of cameos of specific historical figures, and Ryoma himself is based on an actual historical figure um, who tried to lead reform in Japan for the samurai, which um, is interesting. And um, uh, Sega and Ryoga Gotoku Studios made this remake because they were inspired by the success of Ghosts of Tsushima. Ghosts of Tsushima did so well in the West that, you know, it was created by a Western studio. It was highlighting the samurai era. The gameplay was so fluid and fun. Elise and I have gushed about this game over and over and over again. Um, yep. And uh, Sega saw that and they're like, you know what? We want to release the samurai game. And so they're like, hey, we already have one. Let's just remake it. Thus, the remake of Like a Dragon Ishin was born. That's what we got today. There's a lot of names who I don't even remember, um, but they're all. Most of them are based on actual historical figures, just played by the voice actors and character models of those in the original Like a Dragon Yakuza games. So yes. there's that. Um, thank you, Dave, for your comment. Um, again, if you want to leave any of, uh, if you want to leave a comment like that on any of our platforms, um, yeah, this uh, hit us up. We'll read it on the podcast. We love getting questions and comments and um, answering them. Uh, and yeah, so that's about it, I think. Um, yes. Thank you guys for listening. Lisa, anything else? Yeah. That's it. I hope everyone has a good day. Yeah, everyone take care, and we'll see you on the next one. See ya.